Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. is so bad it's good with ryan bailey the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate from the classic reality tv moments of the past and present to the latest daily mail headlines and everything in between we'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching i'm looking at you Jax taylor i'm your host ryan bailey
your mind folks welcome to so bad it's good with ryan bailey this is ryan bailey we did it we are at friday we are at the from my understanding scientifically this is the last day of the week sure there's saturday and sunday but that's what we call a weekend so right off the bat you've learned something right off the bat you've learned something this is real housewives of beverly hills friday how is everybody doing what a week huh what a week i know i just talked to you yesterday but we're we're doing this all over again, and uh, let's see here. It is 10.50 at night on Thursday night, headed right into Friday morning. Now, this is a little different. I don't know if this is actually going to come to pass, but I am recording this. Um, hi, I'm recording this for YouTube. Uh, Maditza said, you know, try to record this. So what you YouTubers just heard was me uh, in a chair dancing to a mashup. It's... <laughs> By the way, if I want to lose, I would say, a good three quarters of my audience, I could say, go over to the YouTube, watch me dance in my chair. And I would lose, I would say, just a good majority of the people. Uh, I know it has been an insane week, uh, which I could say pretty much about every week now. But uh, we have gotten through it. We're going to get through it together. And uh, this is meant to make you laugh. This is going to be silly. And I'm going to be as silly as humanly possible. And the good thing about this is that you can turn it off. You don't even have to turn it on. You can save it for next week. Whatever is going to suit your fancy, I want you to enjoy this as much as possible. Uh, I've got my friend Truly Lemon and uh, my, my friend Fernet Branca and my friend Smartwater. Look at that, like, look at me doing for And I've, uh, oops, oops, got my friend People Magazine. I'm just grabbing things at this point. I just spilled Fernet Bronca on my computer. Well, that's the end of the podcast. Glad we got this on. See, this is the crap we got on. This When I turn my computer in, they're going to be like, well, it was wet and it smells like liqueur. Um, what an episode, you guys. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. What an episode. We're only three episodes in, and I think it's amazing. I do want to make a correction. Not a correction, but a... Um, Something kind of interesting. I've been yelling at people to watch Atlanta, and this past week, I don't think anybody listened to me, but this past week, everybody watched it, and it is getting better ratings than Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Isn't that insane? Like, that's amazing, because it's gotten pretty much no uh, press out there. You know what else is might have done it is that this week, and we've just been through such a rough week, and I, I thought maybe Bravo would have pulled it or re-edited but um, do you remember that um, she was like a friend of Kyle's? Her dad is John Mel. I think it was like Freddie Mellencamp. She was on the show this week briefly, and I'm I'm thinking maybe they edited it. It was like very small, like they put her name up, Freddie Mellencamp. But I was like, okay, they probably edited out the scene because they knew it was just not the week. To have this kind of happen. You don't do a tragedy on top of a tragedy. That's all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> I think it's just, it's weirdly a good, I don't know, these first three episodes, for some reason, I love them. I don't know how you guys are feeling about them, but I went in expecting it to suck shit because 
Is that, by the way, is that a professional term suck shit? Or is that like, I mean, do scientists you ever use it? They're like, oh, these results suck shit. Like, there's no way. That probably is just a podcasting. It's probably just a me term. Um, <laughs> sorry. I have to tell you, I'm looking at myself directly into this, the camera, and it, you know, spits back my image. And my God, what a handsome man. Wow. Um, <laughs> so last week... If you uh, if you joined us last week for the Beverly Hills uh, recap, I started it off because I was reminded of a bit I used to do about Garth Brooks. It was because it was you know this amazing bit. It wasn't an amazing bit. It was an amazing thing where Garth Brooks got on Facebook and he was like, "I guess it's official." Hey, <laughs> good old Garth's on good old Garth's on Facebook, and you know Facebook had been well into being Facebook already, so it wasn't you know it was like Garth was the last to know. He's like, I guess it's official. I'm I'm here on this social media. I'm one of the first, and you're like, no, you're one of the last, Garth. And he's like, I want to post slick stuff, raw stuff, but mainly real stuff, because that's just who I. <laughs> It's so dumb. But then I was thinking, you know, I was thinking about all the things that I asked you guys to do. I was like, okay, yeah, please leave a five-star review. Please join the Patreon. Please, you know, uh, say hi to my sponsors. Go get something for my, you know, like I, there's so many things I ask you to do. And I've turned into the person that I railed against the most at the beginning of this podcast. Because for all you listeners from the beginning, you remember... There was Garth Brooks, and there was do you do you have your computer with you? Do you have your computer with you? And Ryan, what is do you have your computer with you? Well, folks, uh, if you could just gather around, you know, hold your kids tight, sit down. I'm going to explain. Now, when I started this podcast, this the hit song "Yummy" <laughs> by Justin Bieber. I want that yummy, 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 yeah. You know, he he did, he did like a slow R&B jam, like, to yummy. It's, I think the R, you know, it's like if I, it's just like a weird, it's a weird word. And he was like all, you know, the video was all smooth and all that stuff. But he really wanted this to go to number one. So what he did was he was like just calling random fans one night and he would he would ask them to stream Yummy. Like this was like, let's get Yummy to number one. I gotta get it to number one. And I became fixated on this because it was just the weirdest thing. Like if I was a kid and all of a sudden Justin Bieber calls me, and he's like, "Hey, your parents asleep? Get <laughs> get your phone out. <laughs> you got it? Okay, stream it. Go to go to Spotify. Stream Yummy." do it <laughs> and he sounds and this poor girl i'm about to play you this this poor girl is like Justin, she's like freaking out she's like oh my god I'm like she's prepared for this moment her whole life and the first thing justin asks her is do you have your computer on you and she's like yeah and then she realizes like that's not what she was expecting justin bieber to say to her and sadly enough she did not have her computer She's like, of all the times, of all the time, I've carried my computer with me every day since I got it. And here, the one time I left my damn computer at home, Justin Bieber calls me and asks me to stream Yummy on my laptop. Here, let me, um, 
let me set this. Okay, so I set it up for you. Okay, I'm going to play the clip. Okay, just, 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 this is, the only setup you need is this is like a 14-year-old girl. Justin Bieber has called her out of the blue. Uh, and she is one of the world's biggest Justin Bieber fans. Uh, okay, let me put this. Guys, I just realized I'm recording this for YouTube, so they just got me trying to find the clip and edit it in. So go over to YouTube if you want to watch me frantically hit buttons. But okay, so we're going to play the clip. This is a 14-year-old girl frantic. Hi, Justin. Hello. Hey. Justin, hi. How are you? Oh, my God. I'm good. Hi. How are you? Oh, my God. Okay, so her dream has come true. This is what she's prayed for. Dear God, please, someday, let Justin Bieber call me. So he's like, ah, ah, ah. And he's like, hey, what's going on? How are you? <laughs> oh, hey, it's the Biebs. How are you? <laughs> I'm Canadian. Do you have your computer with you? Yeah, one second. Do you have your computer with you? <laughs> the YouTube, the, the YouTube just saw me laugh for like 10 seconds. Justin, how are you? Do you have your computer? Do you have your, do you have your computer? Do you have your, do you have your computer? <laughs> do you have your do you hey hey <laughs> Justin how are you do you have do you have your computer do you <laughs> this is funny <laughs> do you have your <laughs> he says it twice do you have your computer on you and she's like wait what <laughs> wait what do you ha I said do you have your computer on you do you have your computer with you? Yeah. No, I don't have my computer with you, but you I your... wanted to see you. Oh, my God. Are no, you... Did, did you it. download my song on iTunes? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, do you have your... Com hey, do you have your computer on you? And she goes, yeah. No, I don't have my computer on me. Oh. And she's like, damn you. Oh, Cynthia, no. And he's like, and Justin's even like, he's probably made like 80 of these calls today. And he's like, uh, do you, do, have you streamed, what's my song? Yummy? Have you streamed <laughs> Yummy on iTunes? Please tell me. Please tell me you've streamed. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Because I love you. 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 Did you purchase it, my? Okay, so this girl is like, I do not have my computer on me, but I fucking streamed Yummy, dude. I did that. And he's like, perfect. And then he starts, he's like, I'm Justin, I can do accent work. I'm like, PK, do it operate on the brain, do the angle. <laughs> did you bloody purchase it, though? Or did you stream it? Looking for the yes, number one streaming squad. it all the time. Streaming it all the time. Yes, all the damn time. All the damn time. Do you stream it all the time? And she's like, all the time, all the time. All the damn time. Noise, noise. This is so bizarre because, listen, a lot of you guys have kids out there. And I'm just saying, like, just be prepared. Just tell them. Say, yo, let's say our prayers. And before we get to bed, I just want to warn you. We know we give you a cell phone, and those are for emergency purposes only. 
And uh, come close when I say this. Uh, if Justin Bieber ever calls you, we need you to hang up. And he's like, they're like, Mommy, he did already. He asked me to stream Yummy. Oh, darling. No, no, no. No, we got to block that number. Do not stream Yummy. But, but, but you know, we need, we need, I need you to purchase on our iTunes. I have it purchased. You did both. Yes. You've been crushing yes. it as a fan. Don't talk down to us, Justin. You've been crushing it as a fan. Like, that's like me saying you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And they're like, I did both. And I'm like, you've been crushing it as a baddie. You have been crushing <laughs> Have you guys streamed so bad it's good on Spotify and Apple Podcasts? <laughs> Seriously, though, this, like, this makes me, and I don't think at this point it's going to happen, but I really... I'm now rethinking being a pop star because if this is the shit you have to do, like I have to call, like you make this song called Yummy, which is already kind of embarrassing on its, you know, just, yeah, like I have a song called Yummy. And then you have to fucking randomly like call strangers and they're like, they're 14 year old strangers and be like, hello, I'm going to do funny voices for you. Yes. Absolutely yes. crushing it. Yes. You're doing everybody around the world so proud. Yes, because yes. I love you. Yes, I'm you're, you're, you're the best. I cannot, I cannot do it. I cannot and you're do beautiful. Oh, so beautiful. I'm, I'm shaking so bad right now. I cannot. You're do shaking. It. Don't yeah, shake. I, I cannot. Uh, by Can the way, you do me a favor. Can you sing a little bit of yummy for me? Yeah, you got the yummy. I mean, this girl has been through so much. I don't know if you can give her like a Nobel Peace Prize. I don't know what kind of thing we can give. And by the way, I've never tracked this girl down. It's been like over two years. This is pre-COVID that I used to talk about this. And I just wanted to meet this girl because you know it scarred her. You know... You know, she had this happen and then COVID happened right after it. And that is, I mean, that you don't like back to back like that. You don't, you don't return from that. This is, this is like in this episode of Beverly Hills, Kyle was like, um, Dorit will hear the voices of the people that broke into her house her entire life. She'll never be the same. And I feel the same way about this girl. She's like, you know, two and a half years ago, I answered my phone at the wrong time. And Justin Bieber asked me to then sing. And he goes, hey, sing it. She goes, I got the yummy, yeah. And Justin's like, hey. And then he was like, you look great. Like, it was just, this is not how I imagine fandom to go. That's right. Yeah. Hey. Hey. That was fire. Fire. All right. Well, I appreciate you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna Facetime somebody else. Okay. Hey. Okay. That. Uh, well, that's enough. I. Uh, I just. Uh, I lost a lot of my lunch. That was okay. I got to Facetime somebody else. Seriously though, uh, that night Justin Bieber scared eighty. Uh, eighty young girls and some guys too. Um. <laughs> Do you, do you, hey, hey, do you have your computer with you? <laughs> this is what I want you guys to do this weekend. You wait till like three or four in the morning. Hopefully you're drunk and just call a random number at three in the morning and go, hey, you got your computer with you? <laughs> hey, you get, hey, bub, you got your computer with you? <laughs> hey, it's me, Justin. It's me, the Beebs. You got, hey, you got your computer with you? <laughs> 
<laughs> you streaming yummy? <laughs> Two years later, go. I'd love it if you streamed yummy. <laughs> Let's get this song to number one again. Wouldn't it be amazing if this podcast was strong enough where we we jack yummy right up to number one again? Two and a half. Justin's like, Haley's like, wake up, Justin, wake up. <laughs> He's like, what? Oh, and he's like having nightmares. He's like, oh, scooter's touching. Uh. And then uh, she's like, babe, babe, yummy has reached number one on Saturday. And she's like, he's like, what? I haven't even made any calls to 14-year-old girls in like two years to ask them to stream it. And then he finds out it's me. And he's like, Bailey. I knew it. And then he calls. He's like, Bailey, you son of a bitch. You did it again. <laughs> you got your computer. Hey. Hey, you got your computer running? <laughs> okay, well, that's fun. And also, you know, what's nice about that bit, if anybody new is listening, you'll never listen again. Um, so, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, you want to get into this? Do you? I got to tell you, we have some news stories regarding <clears throat> Real Housewives of Beverly Hills that I want to get into as well. And also, I got to tell you, man, like, I'm still at, I'm at this place where I love... I love Diana Jenkins. Diana Jenkins, the new housewife. How are you doing? I love her. I love her so much because she doesn't apologize for being rich. She's trying to play along and she will say randomly, like she'll butt in at weird moments. Like she had this weird butt in with Sutton this week that we'll get to it, but it was just like, Yo, where is this coming? It was so like, we're, you know, it's that thing where you're like, did I fall asleep and just wake up and all of a sudden hear that line? Because it makes no sense in regards to a linear storytelling uh, scene. So, um, and by the way, I did. I, I reached out to Diana today. Uh, I, I just sent her a little DM. She won't read it. But I got to tell you, the other... <laughs> Right before Beverly Hills uh, aired, she had Anthony Kiedis from Red Hot Chili Peppers, the lead singer. Like last week, she had Elton John and David Furnish say, "Uh, Diana, I'm sorry we're not there to enjoy your Real Housewives of Beverly Hills appearance. But this week, it was Anthony Kiedis on a guitar, and he was like, Diana, Diana, Diana. And I was... I was like, is this is this what acid feels like? I, I was like, I just, I didn't expect it, but at the same time, I should. Ex- like, I didn't, you know, like the Elton John is one thing, but then you're seeing Anthony Kiedis from Red Hot Chili Peppers, and then I'm like, well, who other randomly are we going to see? Like, is she going to have a different celebrity each week before the episode? Because Anthony Kiedis was like, she's the housewife on Beverly Hills. And then I did a deep dive of her guy, Asher. The 33-year-old musical theater guy. We'll do a whole episode on Asher at some point. But uh, I strongly suggest if you need uh, some – if you if you have like a chunk of time and you're like, I'm bored with my life, I, uh, I would love to direct you over to Asher's Instagram and just poke around, see what you find. I, uh, I spent a good 12 hours there the other day and – He's very musical. There's a lot of things happening in Asher's world. Asher, her boy toy that she had the baby with, is not in this episode, unfortunately. But he carries a big 
digital footprint. So I think you guys are going to enjoy your journey on this. Now, one of the news stories, and by the way, you mother effers, I, dude, I told you guys last week, I said, Kathy Hilton will not be in this season on like for like seven more episodes. I said, the one thing that they will probably do is they will find a way to bring her in and just like, you know, I said, they'll be like, be like, Kathy's here, but she's taking a shit. Like I, that was my thing. Or they'll find like different ways to intersperse Kathy. And they did it this week. In the beginning, uh, uh, Rena asks Garcelle, Oh, it's Kathy. Was Kathy on your show this week, Garcelle? Because Garcelle still, you know, hosts her, uh, what is it, the talk or talk of the, ta- the, the talk show. It's unfortunately off the air now. But she, Kathy was on her show. So we see a clip of Garcelle talking to Kathy on the episode. And I was like, boom, I knew it. I knew they would keep her in play. You know, like it's been two episodes. We really haven't gotten a Kathy mention. All of a sudden, we get to see a Kathy clip. Is it filmed for the show? No, it was filmed for Garcelle's talk show. But it is exactly what I thought they would do just to keep her in play, to keep us interested. Now, I will say there has been so many rumors. I know Bravo and Cocktails, uh, Bravo and Cockturlies said, uh, which, by the way, Bravo and Cocktails, it's like Demois in a way who I love. I mean, I love shit like this, but at the same time, you guys know we could all email Brahma and Cocktails and like, like be subject headlining, like, I've got something in my butt. And then it'd be like, I'll tell you this, Lisa Vanderbump, I saw her set fire to a horse. Like, you could say anything you possibly wanted. And, they, you know, none of this is verified, but on Bravo and Cocktails, that's how I say cocktails, they, uh, they said, uh, they said that Kathy, it was like Kathy paid off the DJ in Aspen. Kathy paid off all of these people because the rumor is Kathy said a derogatory comment. I think, uh, I think about homosexuals. I could be wrong. Uh, said that. And Lisa and Erica heard per se, but I think this rumor that they printed was saying like, um, was saying that Kathy's paid off everybody except for Lisa and Erica Jane. Which, by the way, like, this is where I kind of start being skeptical because you fucking know Rena would take that money. How much money are we talking about, kids? <laughs> and, and Erica would be like, I need money. Yeah, okay, yeah. Tell me, I'll play ball. Yeah, I guess you didn't say anything. How much are we talking? A hundred dollars? Oh, a thousand dollars. That sounds pretty... Hey, what are you, my husband? <laughs> you know, it's got to be really jarring for YouTube to watch me plug my nose like that. Um, so that was a rumor on that. And then once this episode aired, Kathy Hilton on her Instagram... She was like full 16-year-old on there. She started posting like Kermit, the the Kermit meme with like the little tea, like sipping tea. And then she posted another one with a tea kettle boiling. And I I was like, what does this mean, Kathy? What does this mean? Because also, I just, like, do you think Paris is like, mom, you've got to post a tea kettle. Like, where did it, because you know Kathy isn't like, oh, what? Okay, how do I get to the kids? But I've got tea to spend. <laughs> it's so stupid. But I, I still hold true to this. Like, I don't doubt Kathy says stupid shit. I truly don't. But, but also, even if Rena heard that, 
and Rena goes balls to the wall with this. If I was Rena, I would rethink that just because Rena doesn't hold a lot of weight with the fans anymore. You know, like Rena could be right in this and still look bad. Anytime Rena butts her flipping bony nose into this thing, we all end up like going like, shut up, shut up. And so it's like, she could have heard, I mean, I don't doubt that Kathy, this rich matriarch of, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't doubt, like, she has some fucking weird views, but Lisa Rinna is not the arbiter of what is right and wrong, you know? So it's like, when you have somebody that's, like, ghoulish for, like, five seasons, their credibility is completely shot. So if Erica and Rinna are the two people that are, like, holding out, I'm like... We know you said, we know you said something, Kathy. Like, what, are we all going to believe Erica all of a sudden? Are you, are you out of your bliggin' mind? What is, what does even the word bliggin' mean? Uh, So that was one news story. Um, Also, uh, I just want to say, Harry, the more I think about Harry Hamlin's 70th birthday party last week, what a sad state of affairs is... I, I mentioned this on the pod last week. Is like this was at the Andaz Hotel, right in the lobby. It looked like it looked like they set up a table in the lobby, so like families checking in at the Andaz was like, and here over here you'll see Harry Hamlin having his 70th birthday from TV's L.A. Law from the 80s. Yes, the 80s. Mommy, mommy, why is that lady screaming, laughing? That's Lisa Rinna, girl. Um, my thought, my thought is all of these. Like I'm so desensitized to these things that I just almost I don't buy them as fact, but I live now in an altered reality where I just I've learned to not. Qu- <laughs> I've learned. Listen, I just watched the Kardashian episode yesterday. I'm still reeling from <clears throat> Courtney saying with a straight face that her doctor told her to drink Travis's semen four times a week. Like that's. That's that's happening out there in the world. I just want everybody to know, like, you know, no matter what horrors we've seen this week and we've seen some horrors and what horrors that are going on in our personal lives and our souls, just know that somewhere out there, Courtney's on her third helping of Travis's boy goo, you know. Um, but here's the deal. Harry's 70th birthday. Are we to are we to are we to assume that Harry has literally no friends because the the only people at this shindig was, and Lisa was like, it's all about Harry tonight. It's, it's Harry Hamlin. And it's all Lisa Rinna's friends. And I say friends loosely. Uh, and then the guys split off 20 feet away. And you have like PK, you have the new boy toy, Asher, Diana's dude. You have Mauricio, high as a kite. You have Rob Minkoff. I don't know if you guys know, he directed The Lion King. And uh, and we're supposed to believe these are Harry's guy friends. These are, uh, uh, you know, 70 years in the industry for a good 50 years working straight. And we're on his 70th birthday and we're to believe that this He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't want anybody I've ever been. So I don't want. I don't even our daughters there. I do not want Amelia and not Amelia. What's her name, Lisa? Oh, okay. Well, just, let's call her not Amelia, so we don't get confused. We we're not going to invite them. We're not going to invite any family, and um, I don't want anybody I've ever worked with. I do not. You know what, Lisa? Let's just invite the Beverly Hills cast. Let's do that. Those are the people I'm closest with. <laughs> Could you? 
Could you imagine you're 70 years old and you've had like a lifetime of work in Hollywood and your closest friend is PK that you've made like three years ago? And he's like, hey, Ari, Ari, are you doing Ari? <laughs> Sorry. I'm looking at myself do this, so it's making me make even weirder faces than I usually do. But you guys know what I'm saying. Like, did anybody, and this is how sad my life's gotten, where I was thinking about this, like, past recording. Like, I thought about it this weekend. I woke up on Monday, and I was like, why? Why? How does this even, this just doesn't make sense. This is not Harry's birthday party at all. And I know you guys at home are like, of course it's not his real birthday party. But, like, this is what I want the government to, the government's not going to do anything helpful for us, right? They're going to take away <clears throat> women's rights. They're going to do all this shit. But what if they're going to do all, what I would love, though, is if they really went hard on reality shows. Like, I want to believe, if you're going to say it's Harry Hamlin's birthday party, it better fucking be Harry Hamlin's birthday party or people go to jail. Like that, if if we are in the weirdest society that it feels like we are, I want to start getting weirder. I want to arrest, I want Rinna to be arrested. This is not Harry's 70th birthday party. And by the way, I know somebody out there has been to his actual 70th birthday party. If you're listening right now, I'm telling you, give me a call. My number is 310 <laughs> I did that um, in the beginning of the pandemic. I gave away my phone number on like the descriptions of the uh, the show notes. And uh, I forgot I had put it up there and I had to be reminded like six months in to take it off. And I would get some like, I would get some... I would get some interesting text messages at random times. And there's nothing worse than being a nerd um, getting random text messages. Because you always think it's somebody that you know. You, you're always like, I'm the one. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. I got a new phone. I don't know who this is. And they're like, I just got your number this week. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> Anyways, happy birthday, Harry. Um, so they're like, previously on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Cheers to Harry Hamlin, 70th birthday party. And then Erica going, Diana, you have so many Cartier rings. Remember, Diana Jenkins has all those leopard Cartier ring things. And she's like, nouveau riche. It's when you get rich very quickly and you buy everything. And then Crystal and Sutton have that scene where they're like, Sutton's like, I'm so happy we're in a good place. I'll say, I'll say, we're good, the best of friends. And then we cut to Erica talking to Garcelle from the first episode when they were like pretend working out. And Erica's like, these things have been unproven. I've done nothing. And it's all uh, my cousin Venice and, uh, you know, the uh, we got the Johnny Depp Emma Hood trial saying that Erica Jane is guilt, uh, guilt free. Um, also, on that, I wanted to read you guys. Uh, Erica got hit with a new lawsuit today, I believe. Uh, I found this out from our, our, our good pal, Ronald Richard. Man, it is like, I feel like we're going to all grow old together. Like, you know, 20 years from now, I'd be like, Ronald Richards has hit us with another tweet, says Erica. Erica. And I'll just pass away. Um, so Erica is accused of hindering investigation. Shocking. Uh, in $5 million fraud lawsuit. And this was from, uh, you know, uh, L.A. Times in page six. And what is happening is... They're saying she gained an unfair advantage in the litigation, according to court documents obtained by page six. 
the de- declaration came out uh, on Thursday. The st- Erica Jane star, 50 years old, um, known that her company, EJ Global, which, by the way, we should make EJ Global T-shirts. Like, wouldn't you wear an EJ? Like, we should sell those before she sells those, you know? Wouldn't it be funny if she's like, then she sues for the EJ Global shirt? Um, so this says, uh, yet 100 days l- 110 days later, EJ Global has done nothing to get the LLC out of suspended status because there's a like it's suspended with the state of California. Um, so they are now suing her for $5 million. The plaintiffs cannot wait any longer as now Erica Girardi is using the suspension to gain an unfair advantage in litigation. The attorney also argues that EJ Global suspension is preventing the plaintiff side from conducting a proper proper discovery process and the clock is running out since a hearing is scheduled for july 21st 2022 um so that uh that got announced today which is just wild um because it all is just like a mess, right? Like this is what we were talking about a year ago in regards to this. Erica can lie all she wants, can say everything's golden, but she will be hit with these lawsuits and she will try to postpone again and again and again. And what I said last week, uh, or I, I said this on Twitter, I don't know if I said this here, is that Erica Jane, it's becoming like there was this movie Nightmare on Elm Street with Freddy Krueger. He had like the long claws, Really bad complexion. He could have used uh, whatever that thing Kendall Jenner used. Proactive. Um, and he would haunt people's dreams. And then at the beginning of Nightmare, the, the first Nightmare on Elm Street, Nancy, the the head girl, the protagonist, uh, played by actress Heather Lagenkamp, I believe her name was, at the end of the movie, she realizes the way to defeat Freddy is just to stop believing in Freddy. And it takes Freddie's powers all away. You just don't believe. And that's what I'm seeing week after week with Erica Jane. We're only three weeks in. And literally, Erica was like commenting on a couch. It looked like she was like farting. It was just like, yeah, that's right. And it was just like, Erica, shut up. There's adults talking. Like, who cares? Like, people used to be, ter- remember when Sutton was terrified of Erica Jane last year? We're not in that space anymore. And it's really Really, really gratifying to watch. It's really nice to see this triad. Uh, You got Garcelle and you got Crystal and you got Sutton and they're gaining power. Like I never thought anybody like you have the Kyle, Dorit, Rinna, Erica, you know, they're strong. They've been on here so long. And for those three ladies after last season to actually step into a little bit of a, a power position, which we saw by the end of this episode, it was really nice because also it just shows you without money. I mean, it's sad. It just shows you how much money means in this world that all of those ladies know Erica don't have it. So Erica don't mean shit. Yeah. <laughs> like they barely put up with Rena, you know? Um, so it was really interesting uh, to watch. Uh, let's see what else here we got. Uh, Ronald Richards tweeted, Erica, who thinks court is like the show, has her attorney simply relabel facts. Erica Jane is not a, quote, interest holder in EJ Global. She owns 100% of it, and the California Federal Tax Bureau has already found it a not-for-profit entity. Remember, EJ Global's never made a dollar, but $20 million has been funneled through it. It was a vehicle used to improperly deduct personal expenses. And, uh... This is a quote that he uh, he attached. The whole Erica Jane project was only possible because I'm self-funded, Erica Jane said in her book. Now, the haters are always going to say, 
All you do is spend your husband's money. First of all, it's our money. Know how I know? Because the IRS tells us that it is. My name is on that tax return too. This is from her own book. So these things will come back to haunt you. You know, like it, being rich is awesome. Uh, but I would check to make sure, like literally you ladies and even you dudes out there when you're dating somebody rich or, you know, dating, ask, ask for the tax returns. You're not going to offend them. If they're literally like, it's about the money, like they're trying to sleep with you just for the money. Go, yo, I, uh, I just got out of a really horrible two year, uh, viewing relationship of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And they'll be like, oh, Erica Jane, damn Tom Girardi screwed it up for all of us. Okay, how many ta- how many tax documents do you need? They're going to be cool with it, you guys. I'm just saying, don't take no for an answer. Know what you're getting into before you let them sleep with you. That's all I'm saying. Um, so, uh, so Garcelle has, other than Erica saying that, uh, that everything has been disproven, I see nothing, not in the paper or the blogs, nowhere. I always will say this every time I read or hear the word blogs, it's like, we are not like, what, is, what, is, this isn't Tumblr anymore. What do what do what do the blogs come from? The blogs are like Real Housewives of Potomac, Atlanta. They're always talking about blogs. And now Garcelle saying blogs, like how many blogs do you guys, like, I feel like I'm blogless. I feel like who the fuck is going to tell me where to read these blogs. And these blogs sound amazing. The blogs sound like they're always harping on housewives things. Like, let me read those blogs. Like Garcelle, can you tell me specifically where these blogs are? Or does production? tell you, hey, will you just say blogs? And also, if there really was blogs, why doesn't Bravo get in the blog business and shut down all these other blogs? Because it seems like all the blogs do is talk about housewives. They're never like, the blogs talked about gun control. Like, no, the blogs seem to only talk about housewives. How ridiculous is that? It's, I, I'm, I gotta tell you, I feel like these blogs don't exist and somebody's punking all these housewives. Like the producers are like, hey, did you see what happened in the Beverly Hills blog this week? And Garcelle's like, no. And they're like, I'll send it to you. And just like a, a quote, quote of like, Garcelle smells. Well, these blogs are horrible. Like, like I truly think somebody's punking somebody with these blogs. Uh, also in the, uh, you know, last week on Beverly Hills, we had uh, Dorico and I hear a door open. He charged at me. He put a gun to my head. And Kyle's like, no, don't say that. Don't say that. I will say Kyle at this point, at the very end, is like, don't be so dramatic, Crystal. And I will tell you what, it is so funny that this is on, like, that we have all this on tape. Because Kyle is one of the most dramatic housewives for never having something truly dramatic happen to her. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know her purses got stolen, but she wasn't there. Like, imagine Kyle, if, like, Kyle's dramatic, like, like she's like, oh, my God, I had somebody, like, take a hatchet, you know, like, try to kill me. And it was like, no, that's from your movie, Halloween. That's Michael Myers. Like, but Kyle consistently is out acting everybody on the show. Like, that scene right there with Dorit going, like, I had this happen. A man took a gun to my head. And Kyle's like, no, no. <laughs> like so huge even Mauricio was like you're ruining my buzz now like I was high and now I feel like I'm I'm not even on this planet anymore it's just weird it's like Kyle shouldn't say anybody else is dramatic when you are more dramatic than 30 people combined um so uh we cut to then Sutton and Kyle 
where Kyle's like, how can you be so insensitive, Sutton? And Sutton's like, what was I supposed to do, Kyle? I just said, you know, sorry I didn't have a gun put to my head. I'll say, I'll say, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, that was the end of last week's episode where I said, uh, I don't know if I said it in the recap or on Monday's show, was that it really truly seemed like Kyle was trying to bait Sutton into something more. And that scene was like, Sutton didn't give Kyle what she wanted. So Kyle was like, mm, eh, eh. And so it's like, I'm so sorry, my dad. My dad shot himself. Also, I had a bugler when I was young, I say, I say. So I'm sorry I got triggered in a weird way, I say, I say. But I will say, whatever Sutton did on the offseason, chef's kiss, it's working. It's paying off in spades. She is killing it. Now, this was a very insensitive comment to make in regards to Dorit's burglar or burglars. Very insensitive. But the way she is handling herself with all of these ladies coming against her is truly inspiring. Like, this is what is this her third season? Killing it. Killing it. Especially after last season. I almost feel like Mr. Miyagi from Karate Kid trained her or some kind of hypnotherapist where they're like, if somebody raises their voice to you, you know, like, because Eric was like, oh, what? Oh, what? I'll fucking kill you, Sutton. I'll kill you. I'll eat your flipper with a father. You know, and Sutton is just, I mean, I'm really proud of her, even though that is a horribly insensitive thing to say, but I'm really, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm proud of her. We start right into the episode. They are, they're wasting no time, folks. There is no taglines this week. They're like, fuck that. No. We go right into the story. We go right into the story. Which is always a good sign. And um, so uh, we get upbeat music. We see we see the city, Los Angeles. We see houses. We go to Crystal's house. And we see Crystal's uh, stove has a little, like, one of those little, one of the, one of the stove napkins. One of those little stove napkins. <laughs> you know, the stove has a thing and you put the napkin on the thing. My mom, oh, yeah, I have one. Anyways. It's a stove napkin. Like, you put it on the... Anyways, it says, um, I'm not bossy. I just have better ideas. I always love... I, I want to know the story of how everybody gets their live, laugh, love things that they put in their house. Don't you ever want to know, like... I don't know. It just said wine o'clock. I, you know, and I was like, oh, that'll be fun when it's wine o'clock. And I'll be like, it's wine o'clock. Look at the sign. Like, I love the stories behind. Well, I just thought it was funny. I thought it would be great. And this is one of those. I'm not bossy. I just have better ideas. Uh, Crystal is with Lucy, her maid, who we met last season. And Lucy's helping her get her cheese board together. And Lucy's like, what's the stink? And Crystal's like, I love a good blue cheese. And Crystal's like, the girls are coming earlier than I asked. And Dorit goes, hello, my darling. I'm letting myself in. <laughs> beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. And I have to say, why the fuck are we not knocking after the events of the first episode? Everybody on Beverly Hills should be a pro. Like, there should be no, I'm just surprising you, please. Just opening a random door of a house I don't own. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. Like, there is no, like, I'm like, what the fuck are you, like, Dorit, get the fuck, there's a doorbell. Like, it wasn't like, I saw that the, you couldn't knock and there's no doorbell, so I just walked right in. Like, what? 
You literally were just like, do you see now above any other time we need the knock? We need a, this is, you know, like, hello, it's me. I've just walked right in. <laughs> and Erica comes in and I was like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if Erica brought Tupperware? Because she's like, I need to, there might be snacks here, something for later. Mikey said he's a little hungry. <laughs> Erica's just bringing Tupperware everywhere she goes. She's like, I'm so hungry. <laughs> um, I got to tell you, though, I was I was making myself laugh when I watched that and I was thinking that Tupperware thing. But I got to tell you guys, I'm guilty of that as well. When I was married, I uh, and this probably is what led to the divorce. I I really liked El Pollo Loco. They had this like avocado chicken salad thing that I was like really into for a period of time. <laughs> And it got to a place like I had a local El Pollo Loco. It wasn't like Cheers where you'd walk in and be like, Norm. It wouldn't, you know, it wasn't like that. But I got to, like, I loved their salsa so much, you guys. And they would give you these like little, you know, you'd be like, hey, could I get some, you know, could I get some little things for the salsa? And they'd give you these, they'd give you like four little things. These little, I don't want to say, but like little, what do, they, what do you call them? Like little... Little stove napkins. No, they, you know, the little, but they barely held any salsa. And I was like, what are you guys fucking kidding me? Like, you don't think I know the game? You don't think I know that you don't want me to take a lot of salsa? Well, I'm sorry. Stop making your salsa so delicious, El Pollo Loco. <laughs> so, so in my idiot head, like, this is what I literally, like, I remember going, oh, you know what I'll do? I'll bring Tupperware. <laughs> And I brought so sad. How has anybody ever loved me? Like honestly, like I so this is so unlo- this is so gross and unlovable and disgusting. Is I I I would hey, can you guys dream yummy? Um I would I took these like we had these smaller Tupperware We had these smaller Tupperware jars. And I um I went in and <laughs> I, <laughs> you had to like get it, you had to hit it, like make your order, right? And then everybody else is ordering. And then I would like look around to make sure people didn't see me pull my Tupperware out. And then I would like fucking load it really quickly. And I did that. And I remember one time I did that and I got all the way home and, um, I'd done this like a, n- a number of times and I always felt like an idiot, but I got to tell you, you never, I, f- I never felt like I was living. Like I, like I felt like I was truly alive when I got home. I'd be like, Oh my God, I got so much salsa from El Pollo Loco. And I remember getting home and I was like, okay, let's, uh, let's put some salsa on this salad. And I realized I didn't have my phone anymore. And I was like, Oh no. Oh no. I left, I left, I and then I was like, I left my phone at the salsa bar at El Pollo Loco. And I was like, well, it's gone. And I'm just panicked. And I go all the way back to El Pollo Loco. And then it's like, you know, they have cameras. So you're like, oh, no, at this point, they know that I'm the guy that's taking all the salsa from the salsa. Like, I, no, I like left. I, I didn't take all the, you know, I, I took my allotment. I mean, probably a lot more than just my allotment, but not, you know, like there was more salsa for other people. And, uh. I was like, you guys, I, I was just in here. I was, I ordered a salad. Anywho, I left my iPhone and uh, there's no place else it could be. And 
And they're like, we're so sorry, sir. We don't have it. I'm like, do you have cameras? You got to have, I see cameras. Can we, but then I was like, not, I didn't want to press. I, I didn't want to talk about the cameras too much because I knew that they'd be like, sir, we went back and looked at the footage. We can't find your phone, but we did see you uh, take a gallon of green salsa. That was very uh, not cool. Um, so I accepted that I had lost my phone and then I got back just defeat. I mean, just fucking defeated. And in my head, I was like, God taught me a lesson, man. This is why you don't steal salsa. Like, and I was like, it's not stealing per se, but it was dishonest. Like I should have asked to like, Hey, is it cool if I bring Tupperware? And, um, can you believe I do this for a living? Like, can I, can you literally like this? I'm, um, and I got home and it had fall. My phone had fallen in between the cracks of my seat. So it was like right where the the belt buckle attached to the – and then I was like, oh, here it is. And then I was like, okay, so – but it was like also – I think it was like God was like, okay, do you feel like a big enough idiot where you won't do this again? And I was like, I think so. And I haven't done it since. So anyways, a little story. So that's what I'm saying. Like I could just see Erica bringing Tupperware everywhere. Um, <laughs> so we start off with um, – we're at Crystal's. We see four boxes like this summer house, like bloop, 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 bloop. And uh, Erica's like, oh, my God, look at all the food. Garcelle is greeted at the door by Crystal. And she's like, oh, you're in a baby doll dress. And uh, Sutton, no, sorry, um, Garcelle in a talking head is like, Crystal, you don't have to put on a baby doll dress to show you show us how young you are. You look 12. I want to give her a lollipop. <laughs> and that sounds like a snarky line, but she doesn't deliver it snarky in the talking head. Erica asks Garcelle, did you shoot today? And Rinna goes, was Kathy on your show today? <laughs> and Rinna uh, and Garcelle's like, yeah. And Rinna goes, yeah, yeah. What are you so fucking excited for, Rinna? What are you so, what is the yeah? Like, call, say yeah like a normal human lady, please. And uh, we cut to that clip and uh, it's about Paris's wedding. And Kathy's like, Garcelle, did you, did you, did you get the invite for Friday or Saturday? Did you RSVP? And Garcelle's like, I didn't, I didn't, I was only invited to the shower. And Kathy goes, oh, well, interesting. A lot of people have not received the invite for Friday or Saturday. Mind you, this is national television. This is happening. And I just, I just love it. And, uh. They all sit down at Crystal's and, and everybody's like, who else is coming? All the ladies are there except for Sutton. And Kyla goes, Sutton left today for Austin. I guess she has a cashmere line she's starting. And Kyle goes, I was just with her yesterday. I was just with her yesterday. And Kyle goes, you ladies are all coming to La Quinta, right? And Crystal goes, yes, yes, you're opening a store, right? And this is the Kyle slash Shahida Remember we saw the uh, the runway show in 2020 with Denise Richards. It was the first episode of that season. And at the very end, Kyle was like, we were all so happy that day. And then, you know, Denise is like behind the green screen, like. Mm. So we all know who Shahida is. And Shahida, I'm shocked that they still work together. This poor Shahida, I feel like she does, no offense, Kyle, if you're listening, does the lion's share of the work. And I feel like she potentially gets screamed at a lot. Like, you know, it's like Shahida, like I bet Shahida's family is always like, uh, how's your boss Kyle doing? It's like, no, mom, we're not bosses. We're equals. I'm like, sh they're like, sure. We see how she treats you on the show. 
Um, so Kyle goes, I'm excited about all the girls coming to La Quinta. Kyle says, I'm going to go there on Thursday and get it all set up, which means I'm going to go there on Thursday. Shahid has been there since Monday, and I'll just go in and say some things are wrong. And uh, Kyle goes, Dorit's getting the casita at my place this time. Dorit goes, I have to pee very quickly, and gets up. And then Kyle immediately goes into the lady. She goes, have you heard her voicemail today? And my immediate thought was like, Kyle, how the fuck would that happen if – I call somebody. I don't call five people all at once. How would I, unless Kyle was just going around sharing Dorit's voicemail. And Kyle has big eyes. She goes, it'll make you cry, you guys. It'll make you cry. All of a sudden, we had a talking head. And Kyle goes, when I heard the voicemail, it was like a knife in my heart. And I was like, oh, there's no way she would actually play the voicemail. That's, that would be uncouth. And all of a sudden, she plays it. And it's Dorit going, I'm having a bad morning, Kyle. <laughs> She's like crying. She's like, I'm having a rough morning. Boop, boop, bobby, boop, boop, boop. I'm having really bad chest pains. And she plays it for like, just like, did we get permission from Dorit? Like, it truly boggles me. Like, has this show rotted your brains on how you're supposed to treat friends or is this all like set up is it like harry hamlin's 70th birthday where this doesn't truly exist and dorit's like i'm gonna give you a fake voicemail to play on the show kyle <laughs> don't tell shahida um so uh i was like i'm really worried about her girls and rena goes we have to surround her. <laughs> and she says surround her quiet. She goes, we have to surround her. And she makes the like hugging motion Rinna does, which I truly don't think Rinna knows what an actual hug is. But she's like, let's surround her. <laughs> and Rinna goes, that's a classic panic attack. It's a classic panic attack. And uh, Dorit comes back out and Garcelle goes, Dorit, how are you? And she goes, I had a really rough night last night. I'm experiencing a lot of physical and emotional trauma. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Um, I took some Xanax to ease and calm myself, and it didn't help. We just like, oh, fuck. I guess all we need is Dorit kicking Xanax for half the season. In a talking head, Dorit goes, when the anxiety escalates to a full-on panic attack, I don't know how to manage it. And we get a flashback to episode one where uh, we have that horrible scene with PK where she's he's like, I don't know what my phone is. I've got to go in and check inside. And he leaves Dorit alone like the night after the burglary. And she's on the, the bench outside. And she's like, you're OK. You're OK. Find the phone, Bubba. She's by herself. It's horrifying. By the way. You motherfuckers out there, I be- I still believe this hook, line, and sinker, and you guys even went harder this week saying this is all fake. Like, what am I not seeing? Like, I I feel like I'm I, I feel like I have to convince you guys that I'm highly skeptical about everything and people in general. Yet you guys are even h- more hardcore than me because I fully fucking believe this, and it crushes me that I feel like I'm not seeing. Like, I I really believe this. You think? Dorit's just going to be crying all the time to put, like, for what? Like, a million dollars? I just don't buy it. I'm so sorry. As I take a sip of Truly. Um, so, uh, Dorit's like, I don't want this to affect me the rest of my life. And I won't let it. But I know I've got a lot of work to do to get over this. Beep-boop, beep-boop, boop-boop. Um, 
Remember last week, that's, I still am thinking about the story with the bee, her dad. He was in the Israeli army. He taught me to catch bees with my fingertips. I would catch them by the wings. <laughs> so Rena goes, Doreth, you know you can call us any time. Unless, you know, I'm using my phone to post one of those stupid dancing videos. <laughs> so Kyle says, because we're all going to La Quinta... I want to make sure everybody's good. And I say that because Sutton and I had a conversation and it was intense and I'm not trying to spark more issues. I'm just telling you my conversation with her. Uh, we were talking about what happened with Dorit and her reaction was so strange. And she was like, and and by the way, I feel like Kyle is listening to the show because she kind of started to do a similar Sutton as she's like, I'm sorry I didn't have a gun to my head. I'll say, I'll say. She didn't say I say, I say, but. It felt like it was like, Kyle, it's imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. And, and Kyle, I will say I've started wearing flowy dresses because of you. But I would love for you to give me credit for the Sutton imitation. But I love Kyle here saying, like, I'm not trying to spark any issues. Motherfucker, this is a patented housewife playbook move is you bring something up without them there. Something that would normally piss off Dorit in a time of crisis and you throw it out there. Like Dorit, you would think in a normal situation, it's like, now's not the time. We need to support her with love. Like Lorena says, we need to surround her. <laughs> and Erica hears this, like, I'm sorry, I didn't pull a gun. My Erica goes, you're fucking kidding me. She's dead. She's that Erica dead still of like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> And I was, yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought she was being really insensitive to, about this. And Erica goes, did she really say, I'm sorry, I didn't have a gun to my head? Is that really what came out of her mouth? And Kyle goes, yeah. And Erica cocks her head slightly and she goes, it was like a soap opera move of like, zoiks. Well, well, what? well, uh, take my bra off and pinch my titties. Like, it was like that kind of... <laughs> <laughs> take my where did I take my problem you know it was like and I'm like this is where I just I just don't get I know I'm a dude and like this is I probably rea I'm way reactionary more than you guys but it's like what the fuck are you fucking are you kidding me nobody was like um uh, may I remind you, Erica, that you literally hopped up Sutton's asshole at Kyle, like, like at, at Kathy's house last year. You did so much bullshit that we could have said this right back to you of like, are you kidding me? You just said that right at the dinner table. Like that was Erica's whole modus operandi, and she's like, like what the what the fuck? Who the fuck do you? Where the fuck have you been? Like I'm not gonna like this is where like I said earlier, government needs to step in. Government's like we watched the episode tonight. We're taking Erica in. Like this is the government will not put up with this kind of bull. Or at least the the local government. Like if you want to leave it to the states, California should take her in. And Dorico's that's a just a little tad too insensitive. Which by the way, Dorit seems to handle this very well. Like she's all like. I'm very tragically messed with, but I can also still tell the right and wrong with manners. Beep, boop, 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 boop. And Garcelle says, well, I think we should have this conversation with her here. I don't feel comfortable talking behind her back. That's what a grown-up does. Garcelle, thank you. Thank you. That is 
so amazing because it just stops these motherfuckers in their track. And a talking head, Garcelle says, I mean, I think she should be here to defend herself, to say, that's not what I meant. You know, the minute I said it, I wanted to take it back. No one gives her the benefit of the doubt. They just say that's Sutton. And Garcelle says, the ladies, I can't speak for her and I don't want to feel like I need to. And Dorit goes, I don't think I'm going to bring it up because I'm dealing with a lot of things. And Renee goes, yeah, you need to heal. <laughs> and Erica goes, yeah, you don't need to deal with all that. And, uh. What did I? Oh, yeah. This is what I like when I type notes in all capitals. And then I was like, yeah, Dorit, maybe you shouldn't go on a show where it's all revolves around fights. If you're this fucked up, maybe you should stay home if you're not wanting to talk about it. Like, you know, like I do care about Dorit's feelings and well being, but like maybe don't go on a show where that's the whole crux of the show is that we get into, you know, rigmaroles. <laughs> and uh we cut to the moon a beautiful los angeles moon you guys uh traffic we see sunlight the sun rises kyle's house she's coming downstairs with a handful of stuff she's like why do i have all this stuff <laughs> and um she goes where is my phone what is wrong with me today i'm losing it <laughs> and she goes love you love you i don't know who she's screaming love you to uh, we see Bambi, one of Kyle's dogs, comes, follows her out, and uh, Kyle opens the back of the uh, the min- the big the big fucking G wagon, and he's like, she's like, sit in the back, and she's like, oh my god, it's oh, I didn't take the stuff out. She has a huge bottle of Belvedere vodka with her. We see River, the other dog. Now remember River? I used to do a bit two years ago. I don't know, maybe it was last season where River always seemed to be like River seemed to just know things. Like River would always just be around Kyle. Like I, they were showing so many shots of river two seasons ago where I said, does, are they, are they introducing river as a, is river going to mole somebody at some point? Because they're showing river so much that I'm like, it's, it's, you know, like when you see movies where you're like, do I got to pay attention to the fact that I saw that, that, that big dude in the grocery store? Like, is that big dude going to come back? It's just a weird, you know, like you start to be trained. And then I kept thinking for a whole season that I was like, why do they keep showing that dog? That dog must have something to do with something. Like, I I truly believe, I was like, maybe that dog kills Rena at some point. Like, I, I really, truly thought that. Turns out I was <laughs> completely wrong. Uh, but River and Bambi are going along on this trip. Uh, Kyle hits the road, you guys, hits the road. And she's like, hey, Siri, call Shahida. And I imagine when, like, Kyle, like, uses Siri, Siri's like, bitch, you do it. You're rich. Um, and she is like, hi, Kyle. And she's like, how's it coming along? And she's like, fine. And Kyle's like, I'm coming around for, and you could just tell she already sounds like overworked. She's like, I've been here for a month. Um, and Kyle lets us know her history of stores. She's like, when I opened my Beverly Hills store, retail was doing amazing. <laughs> and we get a flashback of Kyle cleaning at the store. And she's like, then we opened another store and another, and then retail came crashing down. And we see her walking by in 2018 and looking inside an empty store, except we see her chandelier up. And she's like, I need to take my chandelier out. And then she goes, Shahida and I just wanted one brick and mortar store which i in my head i feel the conversation went with like shahida going no kyle we 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 just shouldn't do that and kyle going i need it and shahida going okay kyle um so 2020 
we had the Shahida fashion show and she's like, yeah, you know what? But let's open a store in Palm Springs because real estate is a lot less expensive there. And you guys, I don't know what that's necessary. Palm Springs is kind of ritzy. Like it's not, it's not like Covina, you know, it's, it's not like I, I was like, is this true? Like, is the Kyle by Shahida next to a head shop? You know, like, hey, we got a pipe store right here. Uh, we got a Forever 21 right next to Kyle by Shahida. We've got a Spencer's Gifts over there. If you want any cool posters, we got one that's velvet. It glows in the dark. <laughs> and then so Kyle gets off the phone and she's like, hey, Siri, where's the nearest Jack in the box? And Siri's like, are you shitting me, Kyle? You don't need that. Um, which I was like, is this real or is this just an ad? And a series like, on Pico Boulevard, Kyle, does that sound good? And Kyle goes, very. Guys, you can't see, YouTube, you can see this, but you can't see this home. I'm making a jack-off motion because that's idiotic. Hey, kids, if you're listening, I hope you're having a good time. Uh, we cut to Garcelle packing. She's talking to her assistant, Jazz, which that is like, I think Jazz is like the coolest name. Like, I could never pull that off, but I think it would be a cool name. Garcelle's like, it's been a year since we went to La Quinta last time, and we're staying. I'm staying at Kyle's house this time. There's five bedrooms there. I just want you guys to remember a year ago where we were all at. We were doing this La Quinta episode. Remember, it was like, you know, Erica got busted. Like Erica, like got caught saying some bullshit to Garcelle, and Garcelle brought it up. And Erica goes, "Well, I do my Garcelle, I do my." <laughs> and then she like huffed to the bathroom, and she was like. <laughs> Remember, he was like crying. So also, this is weird. We get a delivery of Garcelle's art piece, which is just a huge vagina crystal. It's like an amethyst in the shape of a purple vagina. I don't know if you guys have seen anything like that. I mean, you probably have seen your vagina, but you know what I'm saying. And uh, they're like, this is good for protection. And Garcelle's like, after Dorit's, I want all the crystals. I want all the cameras. Actually, if the wings fall off, they could hurt the burglars because that's how big of an amethyst vagina crystal this is. We cut to Erica's little little pool shack. <laughs> it just made, I mean, because they don't even bother to show it from the front, which, by the way, I've walked past this place many times. It is, I mean, it looks, I think it personally looks cooler from the front when I'm standing outside of it. No, I do think it is, but like they shoot it from the back for some reason. So it looks like it's like, Where's that guy building the bomb back there in the uh, pool house? Like, they always do the same shot. And it's like, oh, come on, guys. Don't, I mean, like, I listen, I don't like Erica, but don't do her like that. It's a, be guys, it's a better looking property than how they show it, at least in my opinion. And you guys know I'm pretty dope. Um, so uh, <laughs> we get in. We get in the house. It's like a tiny room. Erica's on the bed. It's just funny how a year changes everything. Because last, you know, last year we had them with 18 racks. All the clothes were in the office. There was an extra closet to store all the stuff. And Mikey's going, Mikey goes, we were conspiring yesterday. And I know that we wore this, like, what did we, we wore this in Vegas last year for Christina Aguilera's show. And we haven't worn it in years, but this could be cute. And Erica's like, but it's chilly. And she looks like really nonplussed. She's like, how the, how the fuck did I get here? I sucked that man's dick for 20 years. And Mikey goes, well, we just need to dig. We just need to dig. And I was like, what is Mikey, get, what is Mikey getting paid? And that other assistant lay, like, it was just like, I want, 
wouldn't okay listen it's like the jacks thing if i could guarantee you a way where erica wouldn't get the money it get funneled to the victims wouldn't you love to see the day-to-day operations of ej global like come on mike is like get up erica let's dust those taco bell wrappers off and let's get up um Erica goes, well, I have all the things I would normally resell. I would resell those and buy new things, but I can't right now due to those (laughs) crabby bankruptcy trustees. So she's pretty much saying, like, they're not letting her be fashionable. Um, And uh, we do get a flashback of her closet last year, 18 racks, whole closet, the whole deal. And Eric goes, I've been fortunate to wear a lot of nice things. So wearing them twice isn't the worst thing in the world. And then she goes, she goes, (laughs) she does this little, I'm trying to master it, but she does this little now high pitch thing where it's like she's forcing herself to laugh. You guys know what I'm saying. And uh, he, uh, he, they're just, anyway. So we cut to Kyle throwing balls to the dogs in the backyard at the uh, the Palm Springs house. And she calls Mauricio, Mo. And you can tell he's already, he's like, <laughs> Kyle, what's going on? <laughs> just took a huge bong rip. And she goes, uh, hey, hon, I just went and bought some stuff for the house. And we see, like, silverware and cups. And I'm like, wait a sec. Did somebody steal your s- silverware this year? Like, I watched last year's episode. You guys had, you made the lasagna, remember? Like, I saw, like, did Erica steal your silverware? Like, what? why did you need to buy stuff? Because if you look, it's cups and silverware. I'm like, where the fuck did the silverware go? Does she rent that shit out to VRBO? And Mauricio, you can just tell he's doing that like husband thing. Like, hey, babe. Yep. Okay. He's like not even listening to her. And uh, she's like, I drove up myself to read. Had a bad night last night. Didn't drive with me. And then we get a flashback of PK on the phone with Kyle going, you know, she's having the most intense chest pains. It's a nightmare. I told her to take half of a Xanax. I really feel like PK is pushing Xanax. And she's like, it didn't help her though. You know, it was very tough for her. She can be with you guys the minute this stops, not a second later. You understand? And she's like, yeah, yeah, we'll just be a distraction for a minute for her. And Mauricio, you can tell, just like picks his head up from a video game. He's like, oh no, oh, oh no, okay. And Kyle and talking, it says, after we were burglarized a couple of years ago, remember, Freddie Mellencamp's husband was their security for that house. She goes, it took me six months to ever feel safe again. And we get a flashback to the reunion where she's like, they took every handbag, all the handbags my mom left me, the jewelry. You know, the only thing I had was the jewelry I had on my body. And the one, <laughs> no, never mind. <laughs> um, so Kyle was like, you know, ever since that happened, I would just go around for those six months and I would just be locking up everything, even though we didn't have anything. And then I was like, but once again, what happened to the silverware in this house? Like who stole the silver? Like we're missing. Why did you have to buy new silverware? I'm, these are the things that I, that like, it's going to be like Harry Hamlin's 70th birthday. I'm going to be like, okay, but what happened to the silverware? Like, Kyle, uh, thank you so much for letting me interview you. I just have one question for you. Where did the silverware go from your Palm Springs house? Why did you have to restock silverware? Um, so then Mauricio was like, oh, okay. So, um, so it's just you and the two dogs. And she's like, yeah, just for now. Uh, you know, 
I, I just always get scared with Mauricio because he's a guy. So you're like, okay, and you're definitely in Palm Springs. You're two hours away, right? So you could not get back here, just say, in 30 minutes. It just wouldn't be able to happen unless there was a private jet involved, right? You're there. Could you turn your location on? I just want to make sure you're there. You, you got the two dogs? Okay. You know, like, I get nervous. Uh, so, uh, Kyle keeps going. She's like, I would just close my eyes and picture the burglar stealing my purses. And I didn't even see these guys. How will Dorit handle this? Because she saw them. Two men. It changes you. And like, Kyle's like, she's ruined for life. She's, she's ruined. She's, there's no way that she'll ever recover from the shit show that she is now. Is uh, BK can pump her as full of Xanax as he wants. It's never going to change. Dorit, if you're listening, I love you so much. Um, so uh, she tells Mauricio, she goes, well, I'm just going to get the house organized before Dorit gets here and the other girls are coming tomorrow. And then, uh, you know, we're just going to check out Kyle by Shahida, the store. And he's like, okay, I love you. Bye. And uh, River, the dog, gets a water bowl but then bambi you guys goes to the guest bedroom she's like bambi don't drink out of the toilet <laughs> that's erica's job so then we cut to the sun rising this show loves a good sunset and a sunrise i don't know if you've ever known like more so than any of the other housewife franchises um we're at erica's shack and rena comes in she goes hello and she has like this inspector gadget Burberry hat on, like da 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 da, inspector Rena, da 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 da, da. woo hoo. You guys remember Inspector Gadget? Like she looks like it's like go go gadget, big ugly sunglasses. <laughs> um, <laughs> Erica goes, I'm definitely in a better mood than the last time I was going to La Quinta. In a talking head, uh, Erica goes, I've not really had great luck in La Quinta. Let's be honest. <laughs> And we see one year earlier, and we see Erica going, There's only so much I can take. I want to go to the bathroom for a quick minute. I huff and I puff. And Erica goes, Well, it can't get any worse. Well, I mean, maybe it can. And we're going to go, They're laughing like two goofs. And uh, Erica goes, I have a little PTSD. And Rena goes, Of course you do. <laughs> She's always like, just like, like, if you like Rena's always the person of like, I've got hemorrhoids. Of course you do. <laughs> Me too. Like she always disagrees. Erica all of a sudden throws out the idea, like, I made it I may need a little drink in the car. And Rena goes, Maybe on the way down. And then she's like, you know what? We could do a roadie. <laughs> we could do a roadie. <laughs> Maybe a little vodka soda. Garcelle comes in at this point. Diana Jenkins comes in and Diana, I feel like she's like, oh my God, what? you know, like Diana's never been in a place this small since she was in like Sarajevo. And she's like, oh, this is cute. That's very, what is this? Is like a gas station? And Crystal comes in and Erica's like, oh my God, it's the bartenders here in regards to Crystal. And in a talking head, Rena says, Oh, I love a good roadie. <laughs> also, in this talking head with Rena, she has this really tight dress where it makes her boobs look like two Wilsons. Uh, what a Wilson is, it's the volleyball from Castaway that Tom Hanks falls in love with. She's got two of those Wilsons right there, and she's got this metal tab in the middle, like it's like a pin for a grenade, where I just, like, I kept imagining just grabbing the pin and Rena deflating entirely. 
And Crystal in the Talking Head says, a good roadie just puts me into party mode. Yeah. So basically, you guys, for you know, those who don't live on this planet Earth, a roadie is just when you take alcohol with you in a cup of some sort. You know, not in the bottle. So uh, Diana, Jenkins, Diana Jenkins goes, I don't know what a roadie is, but I'm going to take one. <laughs> She's very smiley. I really dig Diana Jenkins uh, so far. Garcelle is driving with Rena and Erica. Erica is leaving her place. In the car, Erica immediately goes, Sir, can we look for the first restroom? I got a shit. And uh, Garcelle goes, and in and out. And then we go to Crystal and Diana's car, and Crystal's, uh, Diana's like, I made homemade bread, gluten-free. I'm hypoglycemic, so sometimes I need carbs. And Crystal's like, oh, I just eat carbs. I don't even need I just love to eat carbs. We come back to Garcelle and Erica. They're eating burgers and fries. And Erica goes, Erica has a fry. And I think I don't know if she's trying to be sexy or what, it, but she's like eating it. And she goes, she goes, nice and salty. It's like Travis Barker. <laughs> we cut to Diana talking about what she has to wear. She's like, I've got this Balenciaga thing. And then Crystal goes, do you ever go to the outlet stores in Palm Springs? They have these beautiful outlet stores, you guys. Uh, I pass them every time I go to Coachella, but it's like right near uh, Palm Springs. And Diana's like, oh, outlet stores? What's an outlet store? And Crystal's like, it's outlets. And then she's like, oh, you would never shop at outlet store. It's it's like discount designer. In a talking head, uh, Crystal goes, I don't uh, go out shopping. I have clothes sent to my house. My designers I keep, I like, and then they send me clothes. And then I, there's the ones I like, I keep. And then the others I send back. And then I pay for it. Nothing humble about it. Which I was like, twins, I do that with Old Navy. Like I, well, I don't, I, like I said, you guys know, I haven't shopped at Old Navy in a long time just because of my size, trying to get down to a bikini size. But I would order online and they would just send it to me. It's like, so I was like, we do the same thing. So it's like, if I ever get the honor of interviewing Diana Jenkins, I'll be like, when you were talking about designers, were you talking about Old Navy? Cause that's, I do that too. And, uh, Crystal goes, well, I, I don't pay retail for anything. I wait three years for it to go on sale and then I buy it. We cut to Dorit and Kyle at the house and Dorit's like, we both look beautiful. And Kyle's like, these Manalo Blahniks are from 2004. And Dorit goes, you're so lucky that you kept them. And Kyle goes, they're so in, they're so out there in. Listen, you guys, I don't do fashion, so I'm sure there's a whole joke here and we're all laughing, but I I was just like, okay, this is like fancy shoes. I don't know. We cut to Rinna coming to the house going, hello, <laughs> like just screams. You can tell Bambi heard it probably the loudest because um, dogs pick up on weird things. And we uh, all of a sudden split up the rooms and then we follow Diana, Crystal, and Sutton at the hotel and... Leah, uh, Diana's stylist, is already there setting up the makeup table. 
Sutton checks in, and Sutton's like, I just came from Texas. I was like, I was like it was freezing there. And the uh, front desk lady's like, well, maybe we can warm you up a little bit. She's like, I'll say, I'll say, I'll bet you can. <laughs> and the assistant is still setting up Diana's room, and Diana's like, when I travel, I send my team before me to check the place, make sure it's safe, and set me up to use the pooper. And the assistant is telling this guy, she's like, she doesn't like her back to the door. She likes her backs against a wall. And I kept, <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Like, I, I still, like, I know this should be easy, but my mind doesn't work like that. So I was like, wait, what the fuck? Like, she doesn't like her back to the doors. Like, so at all times, is she standing? Like, is she, like she'll never have, I, I, I still don't, I don't know. So Dinah's like, the beddings, we got to make the bed sure, the beddings and the sheets. There's a general coziness everywhere I go. I want it to feel like home. It's important, Diana says. We cut to Kyle's house and uh, she's like, Bambi, get over here. And we see Bambi, the dog, like a hundred yards away in the back. And you can just tell, like, Bambi's like thinking about like, do I just start a new life right now? Like, Bam, you could just tell, like that shot of the dog. She's like... Now's the time, Bambi. Freedom. Let's get out of here. And uh, wait, the camera just went all yank. Focus. Wait. Okay, there you go. Um, so, uh, yeah, Bambi's like, I was like, oh, my God, Bambi's going to run away. Like, this is Bambi's time. Like, this is Bambi's Shawshank Redemption. It's like, get busy living or get busy dying, Bambi. Uh, we cut to uh, Dorit saying, I went to Kyle's store yesterday. I got to see it. And we see a flashback to that moment. And Dorit walks in and she goes, wow, 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 wow. Dorit, uh, by the way, when she's telling us about the store, she's in a blue silk jammy jam like TLC in their creep music video. It's like very smooth. And Garcelle says, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you came. It's it's just so nice to see you here. And uh, Dorit goes, it felt good. It felt good to want to style again to dress up. It did. I have to tell you, I was getting dressed and I just had no I mean, I know I, I just looked. I was very inspired. I only wore sweatpants, basketball shorts like Ryan Bailey. And Garcelle says, for Dorit, getting dressed and presenting herself like a horse is what she loves. She didn't say the horse part. Uh, and we get a flashback to 2019 where Dorit's like, I'm going to be late for the pictures. But, you know, like, remember when Dorit would always be late for the meetups and then Kyle would give her shit because they would see then like an Instagram photo of like Dorit with her hands against the window. Um, so Garcelle says, so to see her now, not that interested and not doing the amazing hairdos, it's a little sad and it kind of is a little sad, but then I was like, but that just shows that she knows there's a lot more to life than that. There's her family, her kids, all of these like really, really, truly important things. And I do respect that about Dorit. Cause I, like I said, believe this Erica says, I need to go steam my whole get up and get ready. And then I t- literally, I, was, I paused it. I was like, she's gonna go steam her vajayjay? Like, I was like, and I was like, oh, her clothes. But I was like, is it, because you always picture Erica saying something gross. You're like, uh, I'm gonna, I gotta go whack off in the other room. I'll say, I'll, you know, so we cut to the hotel 
And Diana comes and she's like, we have a fully functioning team here getting me ready. <laughs> we cut to Sutton and Sutton's getting glammed and Sutton's like, my eyes look a little crazy. I'll say, I'll say. Uh, Crystal walks up to Sutton's place, goes inside and Sutton's like, I'll get you a, a drink, maybe some breath spray. I'll say, I'll say. And she's like, Crystal's like, no, no, come sit here. And Chris is like, I had some of the girls over for cocktails the other night. And Kyle brings up that you had a conversation with her. And Sutton's like, yes, do tell. I'll say, I'll say. And Crystal, like a great human being, says, I wanted to talk to you about it privately because we're on a path with our friendship and I like it. And there's transparency and honesty. And Sutton goes, I like it. I do. I like it. And she goes, Kyle was really upset, and it sounded like you said something insensitive, something like, well, sorry, I didn't have a gun to my head. And Sutton goes, that burglary, it really freaked me out. I'll say, I'll say, I also had an intruder break into my house when I was just 14 years young. I'll say, I'll say, so I'm uncomfortable with all this. In a talking head, Sutton goes, my mother, she woke me up when this man, this man was in front of my door. She screamed for my father to get the gun. So it's uh, it's not a nice way to wake up. And you, uh, you never forget it. And then she goes, sometimes I'll, I'll say something like that, Crystal. I'll say something like that when I'm freaked out. Because I don't like to think about it, I'll say, I'll say. And they're talking head something goes, between my own home invasion and the idea of a gun pointed at Dorit strikes a nerve with me. Because my father, my father, he took a gun. And he put it in his mouth and he pulled the trigger. We all talk about putting guns in our mouths, but I'm shaking. And then she goes, I can't with the guns. I just can't. Which was heartbreaking after the week, you know, to hear that. And I do have to say it, it is very sudden because it was just so intense. Like it's just like he pulled, he put a gun in his mouth and he pulled that trigger. And it, you know, you don't you don't expect it to hear that on a housewife show. And especially after the week we just had, it was kind of even more heartbreaking. And it kind of stopped me in my tracks and just like, damn man, you just can't escape. And maybe we shouldn't escape what's going on in the world. So, anyways, Crystal says I don't think we should keep stirring this up when Dorita's is so fragile. And something goes, yeah. It probably shouldn't have been brought up in the first place, <laughs> which means like, why the fuck did Kyle bring it up? Which is what I said earlier. Why the fuck did Kyle bring it up? And Chris goes, it's, it's going to be fine. And Sutton goes, I can't wait. <laughs> Cause Sutton just literally is just like, it sounds like shit. I am in a takedown season of takedown seasons. Thank God I trained on the off season. We get to Kyle's store. Kyle gets in there and she, she hit us like, Kyle's coming in two minutes. We have to fix everything. Kyle comes in and she's like, oh my God. Well, by the way, Teddy hits her immediately. Freddie Mellencamp. She's like working for extra. This is, I played this on the show a year ago, whenever this happened, whenever it was filmed was Teddy Mellencamp uh, interviewed Dorit about the burglary. And this is when she brought up like Dana Wilkie. And it's like, you know, it's just not Teddy's thing. Like Teddy might be, I don't know. Like I think Tamara's kind of the star of that podcast, but Teddy, uh, you know, I don't think Teddy's worked for extra since this night, but all of a sudden you see like Teddy Mellencamp and thank God she wasn't really super in it, but it's always a bad omen if you see Teddy there. And 
Kyle immediately gets in there. She's like, what happened to the flowers? Oh my God, I'm about to drop dead. And a talking head, uh, Kyle's like, normally people have a long time, but I am scrambling to do things last minute. It is so annoying. Why is the white, why is that white vase like that? This should be over here. And Kyle's like, everything needs to be perfect. I am very stressed right now, you guys. I'm very stressed. And I, I just, it reminded me of all those t- the jobs you work at and your boss comes in last minute and is like, um, what the, f-? you know, like all of a sudden like wants to throw in and you're like, are you, where, where were you three days ago? Where were you? And so this is kind of like I felt for all the work, you know, it wasn't that, you know, intense, but it was just like when somebody wants to throw in their two cents after they really haven't been there that much, you know? Um, so, uh, cause I got very stressed right now. Rinna is at the house and she's wearing Erica's, what it was the, the Cartier tiger ring. And Rinna's like, it's heavy. <laughs> I didn't realize it was so heavy. And Erica was like, yeah, it's heavy. And Garcelle is just watching them, which I would love to know Garcelle's inner monologue. Cause it just seems sometimes it's like, get a load of these fucking ladies. Um, Rinna just has this weird evil smile on looking at the ring. And I'm like, is the ring like going to open up another dimension or something? And Erica goes, well, that's the Cartier starter kit. That bitch Diana Jenkins has five of them. And Garcelle like, ho, 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 ho. And it, it really gives you a peek into Erica's soul that we already know about that. It is so dark that she truly does care about possessions and money. Whereas you see Dorit going like, I do know what's important. It doesn't matter all of this shit that I, that I love to dress up in, but you would tell with Erica, she really cares. She really, really cares. Um, wait one sec. My, my camera just went down. Okay. So, um, sorry. I just took a little break. Oh man. I'm even exhausting myself at this point. We're an hour. <laughs> Jeez. How did, I mean, like I, I see all these podcasts, they do like 30, 45 minute episodes. I'm like, how the fuck? Like, this is truly, I'm, we're truly in uncharted territory. There's no reason for this. Absolutely no reason for this. Um, so, uh, Dan's like, yeah, I brought my American Express to buy stuff. And Sutton's like, we, we can't be late to Kawabasha. He does open. And I'll say, I'll say, um, all the ladies are there. The champagne is out. Kyle's doing spins for the camera. Um, Diana Jenkins comes in and she's like, here, take my coat. It's like Freddie Mellencamp. She gives it to, she thinks it's like a bellhop. And Diana Jenkins goes, this is my first store opening. I've never been to one. This is very exciting. She's like, I'm like, how have you not been to a, I mean, like, especially in what she does. There's a flashback to Harry's birthday party where she's telling Rinna, she's like, you know, I don't shop in stores. I'm allergic to stores. And Rinna's like, you're not allergic to stores. (laughs) And the talking head, Diana goes, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like she lit. It's kind of cute. She's like, I have no, what is, what is, is a mannequin? It looks like a human, but you put clothes on it. It doesn't talk. Um, so Kyle hugs Sutton and Diana and, uh, Kyle says to Sutton, like, wow, it's a whirlwind. You just flew here. And Garcelle and Sutton hug 
and suddenly goes, it's big, it's those bees. It's very pretty, I'll say, I'll say. Rena gets in there, and of course, she's like, you know, she's subtle. She's like, oh my God, it's fabulous. <laughs> We're here. Oh, it's so pretty. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> and she just keeps talking. Nobody, like, nobody, I don't even think anybody's listening. She's like, great spot. <laughs> I love this store. <laughs> And uh, we hear Freddie talking in the background, Freddie Mellencamp, and she's some, something about her lips or something. And Garcelle's like, well, uh, your man must love it. You know, like Garcelle's awkwardly trying to make conversation because, you know, she's like, oh, you know, Freddie probably went up to her and was like, hey, remember me? I was on the show a couple years ago with you. And, and you know, Garcelle's like, oh, OK, yeah. Are you wait, Denise? No, no, it's me, Freddie Mellencamp. And um Diana's saying, uh, oh, Listor, I saw someone holding something very pretty, something yellow. Like she's just talking off the top of her head, trying to like understand what a store concept is. And uh, in a talking head, <laughs> Diana goes, this store is actually very pretty. I would, uh, I would wear even, um, Hmm. I would wear this even at my own house. She's like trying to figure out where she'd wear it. She's really struggling. And uh, Rinna sees this one dress with like eyeballs all over it. And she's like, oh, <laughs> it's a night dress. I could wear this at night. <laughs> Kyle makes a speech. She's like, I'm really proud of this store. Um, Shahida's like crying in the background, like just worked her fingers to the bone for a week. She's like, I just got in here. It is so nice to be here for 20 minutes. And the desert is like my second home. And it just didn't feel real until yesterday, you guys, when I got in here and I saw all the work Shahida had done for this last year. It is just so great that I could get some pictures taken of me here. It is just, it's great. And she goes, we just have so many balls in the air. And then she goes, keep those notes to yourselves, ladies. And then Erica goes, not enough balls in the air. Thank you, Erica. Thank you for grinding this store opening to a halt. Uh, what's that, Erica? You wanted to say not enough balls in the air. Oh, okay. You're the old saggy, the old saggy balls. The ones. Okay. Yes. From your lawyer husband friend yes okay okay can we move on with the store opening okay yeah i just wanted to say that little ball because i'm so sexual <laughs> balls <laughs> i'll say it again balls uh, maybe i'll say butthole <laughs> and uh kyle's like i'm really proud and i'm really appreciative of your support just spread the word we have a store and kyle goes i'm blessing this space with really good energy and then she's like, leave Freddie Mellencamp. <laughs> and she goes, and success. And she goes to cut the ribbon. And uh, <laughs> Teddy, we see, is filming the thing, which part of me was like, be careful. Teddy might be filming this for like a future break-in for her husband, allegedly. Um, so uh, she's like, uh, here we go, guys. Let's cut this ribbon. And Kyle can't cut the ribbon with scissors. She's like, this is not a good sign, which I would have loved to intersperse this with like a what Mauricio's doing back home right now. You think he's like with PK out at a bar and PK's like, hey, have you met my main man Mauricio? We're just two good looking guys out on the town. <laughs> do you remember us? I was the guy that was like, don't do the brain, do the ankle. <laughs> um. Mike Myers should be. I don't know what Mike Myers should be here means. 
Oh, <laughs> I wrote Michael Myers should be. I just thought it would be funny in the background if you saw Michael Myers from Halloween, just like randomly in a shot in the background, like he always shows up in those Halloween movies. You just see him and then the camera pans over. He's not there anymore. Um, Sutton hugs Dorit and Dorit's like, how was the business trip? And Sutton's like, it was good and fast. If Erica was around, she'd be like, I like good and fast balls. Um, and, uh, Dorit looks at Sutton. Dorit goes, this is pretty to what Sutton's wearing. And Sutton goes, how are you? How are you? And Dorit's like, I had a couple of really tough nights. PK was pushing Xanax on me all the night. And Sutton goes, yeah, of course, of course. Erica's mumbling in the background. She's like, this pair of heels would look good on you, Crystal. And Crystal's like, well, what would you wear underneath? And Erica's like, nothing, no, nothing, not with your body. Like, Erica's always, like, weirdly creepy with Crystal's body. Remember? She's like, Where's, where you been hiding that body? At the end of last season. It's, like, weird. And I kind of get the sense at this point, Erica's whole bit is just trying to convince other people with money to buy things. Like, I feel like she should work at Kyle by Shahida. Because she just feels like she's roaming up to people going like, that would look good on your naked body. It's only $800. Can I get your MasterCard or Visa? Um, and uh, Sutton says, we're back to the Sutton conversation. She's like, oh, Dory, I'm trying to apologize. I'm a very sincere person. I'll say, I'll say, I would never want to be insincere with you. And Dory goes, I think that saying I'm sorry is nice, but when I... I heard you say I didn't. You didn't have a gun to your hand. That was a little. And so goes. That was a terrible thing to say. I'll say. I'll say. Andrew goes. Yeah. And Sutton goes. I get very upset about a gun and this breaking stuff. It upset me. It triggered me. I'll say. I'll say. You know, from my childhood, when I get upset, I say weird things. Uh, you know, sometimes I'll be like, hey, hippity dippity, jibbity doobity doo, flabbity doo. When I get nervous, I just say weird things like uh, skibbity doobity da. <laughs> she goes, I get uncomfortable. I say uncomfortable things, but I didn't mean it. And I'm really, really sorry, Dorit. And Kyle looks like she's about to laugh the whole time. Like, what the fuck are you laughing about, Kyle? Get some sharp scissors. My God. This to me was a very sincere apology. I really, I totally bought this. Like, I feel maybe like I'm just, to I feel like maybe I just need to be put out to pastor because I bought all of this shit. And I was like mad at Kyle. I was like, Kyle, what the fuck are you doing? Like, Kyle thinks she's like, her shit doesn't stink all of a sudden just because she's got the agency money now. She's just got Kyle by Shahida money now. And Dorico's, of course, uh, Dorico's, of course, sorry. I accept, of course I accept your apology. And a talking head and Sutton goes, I can still hear the man outside my door from when I was little. So I can't imagine what she can still hear. Sometimes Sutton gets dark. She like dark. And she's like, she's going to hear those voices for the rest of her life. This was like Kyle earlier where she, Kyle was like, Dorit's changed for the rest of her life. You know, It's like Sutton's like, she'll never come back from this. I say, it doesn't matter how much Xanax she takes. She will never be normal ever again. And uh, Dorit goes, well, anyways, glad you're here. I'm excited to celebrate. And Sutton goes, well, you certainly are a good model for Kyle's clothes. You know, you look great, Dorit. We hear Erica 
uh, in the background. She's like, when the man comes, I need some more champagne. And Sutton says, um, Diana, uh, you know, are you paying for Crystal's things? And Crystal's like, yeah. They're like joking about Diana paying for everybody. And then Erica, this is a very telling scene. Erica's right next to Diana. She goes, hey, did you get the Jasper one of these rings, one of these Kanye rings? You know, they've got one of these in black, and I need someone in my life to get this ring. And it's you. We know it's not Mikey Minden. And Diana's like, okay, I will. It will be me. Yes, I will get the Jasper ring. And there goes, okay. And some lady, some random lady's like, well, maybe you'll get it, Erica. And Erica goes, no, I can't afford it. <laughs> maybe in the future. She's like, you know, laughy, giggly, Erica. She goes, <laughs> right now it's Graham. It's Graham. Graham. It's Graham. It's Graham. Right now it's Graham. <laughs> she goes, well, give me a moment. <laughs> but I'm barely holding on. I was like, <laughs> it's like super creepy. Part of this, though, you guys, is we've all, we all have these friends. She was literally like, yeah, Diana, you're rich. Why don't you? I would love to buy this. Maybe you buy it. You know, why don't you look good on it? Because she's secretly hoping that Diana will be like, Elika, would you like to keep a hold of this ring? The one you wanted me to get? I would like to give it to you as a token of my affection. Like, that's what, because Erica's used to getting that shit for the last 20 years. So this is what Erica now has stooped to, is trying to convince people like Diana of like, it look good on you. Why can I get your mascot? I'll hold it for, I got it right up here on my phone. What's your address? Oh, you know what? I'll, I'll have it sent to my address, and I'll just give it to you on our next event. I'm sorry, I've started to make her sound like Sutton. <laughs> um, we cut to Crystal, and she's talking to Kyle. She's like, so Kyle, you know, with this store, do you does it like help you get your shopping obsession out? And Kyle's like, no, I get my creativity out of this. You know, the more creative I am, the happier I am, and the nicer person I am. And she's like looking at Sutton, and is like, yeah. And she goes, and then I'm nice to everybody. And Crystal goes, yeah, you're doing so much, Kyle, and your family does so much. And Kyle's like, ah, and she's like touching Sutton's chin, like poking at Sutton, like he, 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 And they do this like kissy face, this fake kissy face. And Crystal goes, oh, you guys are making up. You're happy. And they hug. And Sutton like, like acting like she's putting knife, a knife in Kyle's back. And Kyle's like, I know you're doing something back there. You stop it. And Sutton's like, I'm stabbing you behind the back. And Kyle's like, I'm sure you are stabbing me behind the back. And Sutton goes, no, you got to pull my knife out of my back first. And Kyle's like, I don't stab you in the back. I do everything in front of your face, which I feel like the production should have just stopped right there and go, Kyle, can we see you outside? We're going to show you a lot of footage from this last year. Uh, you do not do anything. Um, in front of anybody's face. Like, we've literally watched scenes this episode where Garcelle's like, we shouldn't do this behind Crystal's back. You know, Kyle's like, I do everything to the face. I, Shahida, where are you, Shahida? Shahida, do I not do everything to your face? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, new scene, they're all coming back to Kyle's place and Rena's like, I'm gonna take my shoes off. <laughs> I'm gonna take my clothes off. <laughs> Those poor dogs are like, let me out, let me out. Rena's taking her clothes off. Uh, she's like, I'm gonna put in my jammies. <laughs> uh, there's a bartender there and they're like, like, there's like a dinner service at, you know, and Kyle's like, I want three margaritas, I want a white wine, I want a Bartles and James. And Diana's like, Animals are my weakness, Kyle, as she's petting Kyle's dog. 
they're talking about like I don't know um like astrology that well. Like I I forget astrology. I know I'm a Taurus, but that's it. So she said like Diana Sands I'm about being a Leo. She's August 23rd and Kyle's like that's a Virgo and yeah, Kyle's like that's a Virgo and Diana's like I have paid a lot of people who have done my charts. They say I'm a Leo. Many astrologers and Kyle's like, well, my sister Kim's daughter is actually the birthday is the same. And Kyle's like, it's very Virgo of you to say you're a Leo, which I'm sure if I understood astrology, I would just be rolling right now, but I don't. Um, so Diana saying, uh, you know, uh, there's Diana showing her baby pictures of their baby to Sutton and Garcelle, all the girls. Her baby's name is Elian, E L I A Y N A N. I said it right last week. I'll say it right next week. But she's a beautiful little baby, a uh, year old. And Erica's like, oh my God, <laughs> can you buy me a baby? And uh, Diana's like, I have six embryos. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm so tired, you guys. It's like 1 a.m. Uh, no, this is Diana Jenkins is like, I have six embryos. I have six embryos. Three girls and three boys ready to... I can have him at any point. And uh, Kyle says, I'm so excited. You know, my daughter Farah, when she has a baby, I, I mean, I guess I'll be a grandmother, but I... I feel like I'm 25 years old, which is definitely the you you know it's like your body slows down, but your mind is still that same fucking stupid 25 year old. I mean, for me, I feel like I'm 13 most of the time. Uh, Rena goes, "We love a baby shower, Kyle." <laughs> which is like keep Rena away from that baby shower. Rena, a talking head, says, "You want to have me at a fun event? <laughs> you want to have Rena?" <laughs> I love an event. And we see Andy's baby shower where she was like just maniacal. Um, and uh, everybody's eating food. Everybody's like, yeah, food. And Rena's like, I'm going to sit out here with my friends, the dogs. <laughs> and she sits there and has her dog out there. And Bambi literally grabs Lisa Rena's entire steak off her plate, which kind of saves. I mean, my, my first thought was like, Rena wasn't going to eat that to begin with, you know. Uh, Rena's like, Bambi, come here. Have this big piece of meat accidentally. <laughs> and just grabs it. And uh, Kyle's like, clearly my dog training didn't work out. <laughs> Garcelle sits inside. Sutton says, I'm scared of Bambi, this dog. I'm scared. <laughs> Diana sits down. Garcelle says, well, now that we're all together, we can talk about Sutton now that she is here that we can talk about. You know, I, I know you guys might have cleared the air. Why don't we have this conversation that we had the other night with Sutton here. And Kyle says, everything I said about Sutton, I said to her face, bullshit. And Sutton goes, I'm as genuine as I can be with all of this. And Kyle goes, I know, I know. And she, but she says like a smart ass. So everybody's like, Oh, Kyle. And, uh, Sutton goes, I should not have put myself over to reach problem. I say, I'll say, I should not have done it. And Kyle says, there is no way that you cannot be empathetic about this. And, Sutton goes, boundaries are a really powerful thing. I'll say, I'll say, when my father shot himself, I didn't want people calling me, coming over. I just had a newborn when this happened. Rena puts her head in her hand. She's like, Ur-oh. and Sutton goes, I had to be the hostess. I had a nine-month-old baby. All of a sudden, I had people coming over and say, sorry, your old dad shot you. Shot, shot himself, you know. And uh, 
So she goes, I know Dorit. She goes, I know Dorit. Dorit would have put out a platter of food and wanted to take care of me and try to make me feel better when something horrible happened to Dorit. And Diana goes, this this, this is a weird moment. Diana is like, um, (laughs) Diana goes, I don't know Sutton that well. She is clumsy and, um, you know, her words and her behavior, she's clumsy. Like, says this out of no, like, nobody asked Diana, nobody, and it was like, wait, I did, like, I feel like I missed, like, a whole scene. This is where I felt like, did I have a stroke? What's going on? Because she just, Diana just says this out of nowhere. Just says, like, I like something, but she's a fucking idiot. <laughs> it's like, you hung out with her one time at Harry Allen's party. And Sutton's like, God, you could just tell Sutton's like, what the fuck? What did I do to deserve any of this? I'll say, I'll say, you know. And uh, Erica, Erica, when Diana Jenkins says this, Erica goes, yep, yep. And she's like over, Erica's over in a chair by herself, you know, just, you know, probably still with her roadie cup. And you could just tell it is ridiculous. She just look like, Erica seems incontinent she seems like she's pissing in a diaper like she's like yeah (laughs) yep yep you know and uh diana goes you come off really weird and wrong and you know she does things and says things that really do hurt people i'm like diana have you not fucking like you obviously haven't watched the show um New scene, we come back from break, and in a talking head, Diana's like, I'm very forgiving, but I don't forget. I'm like, what did Sutton do to Diana? Flashback to Sutton at the Harry Hamlin uh, birthday when Sutton was like, now, Rena, I was like, I, was like, I did not cancel a table. I don't do that. And Diana at the table that night going, it's a little bit classless to say this. It's not something that should ever be discussed. And then, you know, that was the night someone was like, I also know what slander is. And Erica was like, slander, 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 slander. <laughs> and talking head. Um, so uh, Diana's like, I feel like what happened at Harry's birthday party. I don't think she knows how the, the it is affecting people. Um, and Sutton's like, oh no, then Diana's like, but the redeeming factor about Sutton is she apologized and she works on herself. And I've heard her now three times apologize. So that's good. Uh, and Sutton goes, I love to apologize. She <laughs> goes, I love to apologize. I do. Diana, thank you for noticing. I love to apologize. I was empathetic. And Kyle's like, no, you weren't. She goes, I was, Kyle. I was empathetic. I was totally You call me Miss Empathetic. Strack. And Crystal goes, all of a sudden, she's like, there's a lot of hypocrisy going on right now. That's annoying. In a talking head, Crystal goes, it's really inappropriate to tell someone they feel wrong and that is gaslighting and that makes me distrusting in a friendship and kyle to crystal was like what and garcelle says she's having a hard time kyle and kyle's like like what 
And Crystal goes, you know, me and Sutton, we had our stuff before. Remember last year, the first, you know, when they went away, was it to Tahoe? And they had that whole thing where Sutton walked in on Crystal naked, supposedly. And, you know, Sutton has ED issues. Sorry, Crystal has ED issues and Sutton dropped to the, you know, and, and Crystal dropped to the floor. And it was like a whole thing for a couple episodes. We get a flashback of this. And uh, Crystal goes, I dropped to the ground. I fell to the ground. And you said, what are you even doing there? Sutton, you said that to me, you know, and I just felt like my space was violated. And Chris was like, I expressed to you guys what I was feeling a year ago. And you guys went and you went on this campaign about how my feelings were wrong, you know, that her attentions were good. So my feelings were wrong. And we get a flashback of Sutton saying like, violation is a strong word, Crystal. In a talking head, um, Crystal goes, I was not given any understanding of why I was wrong and not them. They weren't wrong. It was just me. And I thought that got, that has to be really frustrating. And, uh, you know, Crystal goes to Kyle, you said change the word to rude and not violate it. And Kyle goes, well, do I think the word was extreme? Yeah. Yeah, I did. And Kyle's like, did I think it was rude, you know, like, you know, yeah, but I can't compare you to this situation with Dorit. It's apples and oranges. And Garcelle's like, you can't say these two situations are apple and oranges. You disagree with it, but you can't say it's just completely different. And Crystal's like, I'm very triggered by the whole thing. Kyle on a talking head says, so triggered. I don't know if it's like a millennial thing with her, but, you know, just calm down. And Kyle seems so old and out of touch here. It's like, really frustrating because it's a really simple point that crystal is making you know and yeah time doesn't do anybody any favors because you're like oh she's taking us back there but really this did happen where everybody was like oh well we find it ridiculous we agree with Sutton but crystal was like well but I still feel this way it was my body I I, I have an eating disorder I feel I feel bad about this and they're like well sorry we don't so you're wrong like that's really kind of how it was and uh you know, in a talking head, uh, Crystal, so Crystal says, I would have appreciated a little bit of space in all of this. And Kyle goes, sorry, you know, you can't compare these situations. You know, uh, Dorit's life was threatened by a gun. And in a talking head, Kyle's like, why are we making this about Crystal? And Garcelle says, why, why don't you you know, why, why is this even happening? Kyle says, I'm sorry. I was offended by that. I was not wrong. Crystal. I will not apologize for that. And Sutton says, one of the biggest lessons I, I learned from all that last year between me and you is the, the, the respect of how someone feels and, and, and thanks different, you know, and I, I, that's so important. Like Sutton even gets it. Sutton gets what Crystal's saying. Erica says, Erica says, well, did you feel anything, Sutton, about how you treated me last year? Do you feel anything about how you treated me, my situation in this very room? And Sutton goes, I feel pretty good about it. I'll say, I'll say. Good for you, Sutton. Fuck you, Erica. And um, <laughs> I'm so intense. And she's like, uh, Erica goes, 
Did you realize everything you said is not true? And it's been proven to be not true? Are you unaware of that? Like, Erica, I don't know if her lawyers are lying to her or she just is lying to all of us. Like, do Erica's lawyers go, hey, you, hey, the court said you're not guilty. And it's like, not. Like, do they just flat out lie to her? Because none of what Erica is saying is true. And Sutton in a talking head, God bless her, goes, Erica's acting like she, she's been completely exonerated. Also, There's no legal woes. And for, there's no legal, you know, for, for some reason, everyone's believing it in this group. And she tells Erica, she goes like, all I did, Erica, was ask questions. And she's like, no, you accuse me. And Rena goes, you called her a liar. <laughs> and Sutton goes, do you feel good about how you treated me, Erica? And Erica goes, a hundred percent. I'll go again, bitch. Bitch. You know, I'll go prone to how much. And Sutton literally does a, um, a Jim Halpert to the camera from the office. She's like. Check out this bitch, you know, <laughs> crazy. Like she gives a look to the camera. Crystal is just kind of playing with her hair, looking down. And Erica's like, um, the pattern is Crystal, Erica, and now Dorit. And it all stems from Sutton. In the sense that Sutton says things and you end up in these situations with people. What's the common denominator? Sutton. Am I wrong? And she's completely wrong. I mean, like, she's so wrong that Sutton goes, oh, God. And Rinna goes, we're getting a little away from the issue. <laughs> Eric, I, I don't even follow what you're saying right now. <laughs> Where's Harry? And um, Rinna goes, I want everyone to go back and remember what just happened with Dorit. <laughs> and a talking head of Rinna goes, I can look in Dorit's eyes. And I can see the pain. <laughs> I feed off it. Um, and Rena goes, why aren't we just sitting here and saying, are you okay, Dorit? How do you feel? Why are we not supporting her and being here for her? And Dorit goes, I'm trying to understand the correlation of how you feel right now, Crystal. And Rena goes, <laughs> Rena all of a sudden goes, I've got to change clothes. I'll be right back. And she's already in her jammy. So I'm like, did Rena literally shit herself? Was like, why all this? She already changed. Why is she changed? Did she like, did she, did, did she, is she I know she like, did those diaper. Like, and, and this is, you know, listen, I, I sometimes feed myself. So I, but I'm just saying like, it was weird. All of a sudden Rena's like, I gotta go change. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Kyle goes, I'm confused about Crystal right now. I just am. And Crystal goes, I'm done. I'm done. And Garcelle says, but Kyle doesn't understand. And Crystal goes, they're never going to understand. So I'm not going to talk about it anymore, only so much so you can express how you feel and then not let it go. And Kyle goes, no, it's not that. You know, we're allowed for each individual. And she goes, I, I, I. She goes, I understand your perspective, Kyle, but I'm not allowed to feel violated. It's too strong of a word. And, Chris, and Kyle's like, Crystal, you're feeling too strong about this. Each situation is different. And Crystal says, I never said we have the same situation. I said I'm triggered by it. And Kyle says, I can act one way about this situation, one way about yours, one way about this, and one way about yours. And Garcelle says, you can't say that her feelings are apples and oranges, and Crystal goes, because my feelings are irrelevant to her. And Dorit goes, not true. Not true. Actually, Dorit 
uses her real voice. Dorit's like, not true. No, Dorit goes, not true. And Chris is like, it is, get real. And then Dorit screams, are you out of your fucking mind? And she says it like this. She's not like, are you out of your fucking mind? She's like, are you out? She drops. She's like, are you out of your fucking mind? And Garcelle says, this is how she feels. You know, this is how Crystal feels. And Crystal says, Dorit, you've gone through a lot and I don't want to do this with you. Rinna comes down all of a sudden in like hyper colors. She's like just, just streaking in like neon. Like all of a sudden she's like, I gotta go change into something really loud. <laughs> and Crystal's like, I'm leaving. And Erica goes, why? And Crystal goes, this is not a safe space for me. In a talking head. Um, so, uh, Dorit goes, it's a really poor choice of words to say for what I have just gone through saying safe space. And uh, at this point, I did say, I mean, this is not, but like, do you think, do you think the burglars like ever was like, she just keeps talking? Like, do you ever, you know, like, please stop talking. Like, when can I get my phone back? Please, please do not, you know, like, do you they're like, please stop. Like all day. <laughs> so, um, Dorit's like, no, I don't, I don't want you to feel a certain way. And Crystal goes, you will guys will never validate another person's feelings unless you can understand. And that's the truth. I have, I've expressed so much about my history, my pain. And Rinna looks like she's about to poop. And she's like, you know, she's like, did I, Okay, am I good? Am I okay? I'm good. I just changed. And Crystal goes, To tell you how I feel, you don't listen, you don't care. And I don't need that. It's not okay for me. It's not safe for me. I don't want to be here. It, you know, it's too dramatic and I don't like it. I really can't be here. And Diana goes, I've got to go. <laughs> Sorry. Diana goes, I've got to go. I'm her bodyguard because they went together. And Dorit goes, I care about you. I don't want you to ever think I don't care about your feelings. Diana hugs Rinna and Erica. Erica's like, don't forget about the ring. <laughs> don't forget the panther ring. Yeah, yeah, I sent you the link. And Garcelle says, if you care about her feelings, let her have this. And Kyle's like, 100%. Oh, no. Kyle's like, nice, Kyle. No, no. Your feelings. Oh, we got to validate them. You know, I had no idea you were in this space and you had these feelings inside. I want to understand. And uh, no, I'm not, be you know. Chris is like, I'm not being heard. I don't know how else to explain it, Dorit. And Dorit goes, okay. And Diana's like, the bodyguard is leaving. And Sutton's like, well, do I, am I going with her then? How am I getting home? You know, he's bumbling. So goes, I guess I'm riding with these girls. And Dorit, uh, they leave. And Dorit goes, oh my God, Kyle. Oh my God, my God. And we see the dog, Bambi eating Lisa Rinna. <laughs> we see Bambi up on like eating like that avocado salad that we saw earlier. Like Bambi, like Bambi, like I hope like next episode is just Bambi just taking monster dumps in Bomb Springs. Like it's got to be just like we had to pull over for Bambi again. Like so much avocado. It was too much. And um, Kyle goes, I want to validate feelings, but my God, everything is like, you know, hunky dory, like Crystal with the, you know, the text messages, she's all happy with me. And then, and Rena goes, that's what happens when you sweep things under the carpet. <laughs> you get rats. <laughs> and Erica goes, she doesn't feel validated. 
the truth she told us tonight. We cut to Sutton in the car going, I had to really listen, Crystal, how you felt. And Crystal's like, yeah, I had an eating disorder. And then it's like, it doesn't matter how Crystal feels, how I feel. I don't, you know, I don't care in general to have people be like that to me. And then Sutton's like, oh, by the way, I didn't see you naked either last year. I just want to, I want to make that clear. <laughs> and, um. She's like a gang of people to have people telling you, you can't feel this way is very intense. Let me have my feelings. And Diana goes, with friends, you should never feel alone. And Sutton goes, that's the truth. I say, I say, that's the truth. Which is hysterical because it's like, if I was Sutton, I'd be like, hey, uh, Diana, real quick, though, why, why the fuck did you say that about me? You said I'm all clumsy and weird with what I say. You said you don't even know me, girl. <laughs> We cut to uh, inside the house, and Kyle's like, so what's the takeaway for tonight? And Garcelle says, let everyone feel the way they feel, no matter if you like it or not. And then Erica's like, and let's not try to interpret. I'm not trying to judge each moment. And Rena goes, look at you, Erica. <laughs> Who's the fucking voice of reason, Erica Jane? <laughs> and Kyle jumps on her and, like, humps her like a weird monkey. And uh, Erica's like... <laughs> who am I? <laughs> and then we're like, next time on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And Sutton going, I don't eat meat, but I'm going to eat this bacon. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then Crystal saying to the girls, like, there was a lot more that Sutton said. It's very dark from last year. So I'm like, oh, no, are Crystal and Sutton going to get into a fight? Like, I want, I'm really rooting for Sutton. And then we see Dorit in therapy hooked up to some machine. The therapist is like, tell me about the men that walk. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And uh, Crystal's saying something about you opened up a can of worms. It's very damaging. And that is it, you guys. Holy shit. These things. Man, two out. Man, I'm so sorry. I take so much of your time. And you're like, we we cut it off after 20 minutes. You're good. Um Thank you guys for joining in on this journey with me of Beverly Hills. I think why I, they're so long. I just, I mean, I love, I love doing this, but I also, I needed it this week and I needed to uh, talk into a microphone to you guys. So thank you. Uh, thank you for being here all week. We will be back bright and early on Monday. And I hope you can uh, cherish your loved ones this weekend, including yourself. I hope you get to drink something awesome, eat something awesome, kiss somebody cool with their permission of course dance dance like no one's watching actually dance like i'm watching sexy time uh listen to something good watch something cool uh take a nap all of the good things that you do with your weekend please let me know about it if you do something cool you can always leave me a voicemail and uh say what you did this weekend too but thank you and it's times like these that we all need to uh like rena says surround each other <laughs> Uh, thank you, guys. I'm going to try to put this on YouTube, which is going to be just so scary for you to see some of these faces but uh, that I make. Because the Bruno one's like, Anyways, I love you guys. It is 1.22 a.m. I'm going to try to get some sleep. And, oh, by the way, for all those of you who made it, guess whose podcast I'm doing tomorrow? Because we're good as gold. Because we're good as gold. Shenanananananigans. Okay, guys. Love you. Beep. Stop. Stop. Betches.